As the long afternoon wore on, Bazargan lay on the humans' collective blankets, just inside the cave, while Gruber and Anne sat apart, talking in low voices. Bazargan could make out no words. On reflection, he decided he was glad of this. If they were discussing the coming wave effect, he felt too weak to follow what would undoubtedly be multiple complicated speculations. If, on the other hand, the pair were talking personally, Bazargan didn't want to hear. What he must think about was what to do after the wave effect struck. He was still the leader of this sorry expedition, after all. A leader mildly cooked by radiation, of an expedition with two dead children, one team member missing and crazy, and one kidnapped alien, also missing and, by now, possibly also driven crazy by either the Terran lunatic or by her own biology. The ancient Persian poets didn't write verse that covered this situation. Unless, of course, you chose to stretch a situation. Sadi, for instance. When the heart wanders, seeking endless change, and from its own safe solitude does range, nor peace it finds, nor any virtue more. Certainly true enough. He'd left the safe solitude of Academe for the field, and at the moment both peace and virtue seemed in very short supply. Or, another thought, perhaps he, Ahmed Bazargan, had just become too old for fieldwork, as every anthropologist eventually did. Ahmed, what are you thinking? asked Anne, the ever-sensitive. Gruber looked around vaguely. Undoubtedly, in his theorizing, he had forgotten that Bazargan was even there. Bazargan said, I was just planning what we should do after the wave effect passes, if we're still alive. Gruber said, We leave the mountains. Call the Zeus, find David, leave world, convince the authorities on Earth to send a properly equipped expedition to dig out the buried artifact. You make it sound so simple, Dieter. Well, no, not simple. Anne said, We start by leaving the mountains. That much is true. Ahmed, you can't go back the way we came. You are too sick. And too afraid to repeat that tiny tunnel. Bazargan was grateful to her for not saying it aloud. But, Anne continued, Dieter thinks that we can find another route, based on his explorations yesterday. He will go first, scout it, and return for us. Fine, Bazargan said. But first, listen, the comlink. Static spewed from the comlink, left out in the open beyond the lip of the cave. Bazargan staggered to his feet and, supported by Gruber, lurched into the darkening afternoon. Anne bent to scoop up the link and hand it to him. Dr. Johnson, Dr. Johnson, what's happening? Listen, please, we've made a discovery here. Buried in the Nuri Mountains. First things first. Bazargan had no idea how long anyone at the other end would listen. Dr. Gruber thinks it's some sort of probability field, and may be linked to Tas, to the artifact you're towing toward the space tunnel. Here is Dieter. He can explain it much better than I. Gruber sees the comlink. Dr. Johnson, Dieter Gruber here. Are you there? No answer. Scheiße, what is wrong with me? They are an hour away at light speed, Ahmed. Of course they don't answer. A billion clicks, Anne said, off to one side. Finally, Gruber said in disgust, Ahmed, we cannot talk to them, only make a report. Well then, do so, and afterward, leave the link open. Bazargan returned with the blankets inside the cave. Anne and Gruber stayed outside, 
under the open sky. Bazargan watched them pass the comlink back and forth, each explaining what had been noted, discovered, conjectured. Bazargan, through a haze of weakness, caught only the occasional word. Lagerfeld scan, probability field, neurotransmitter exocytosis, buried artifact, space tunnel, toroidal field, beta decay. Yes, he was too old for any more field work. He drifted into the fitful, unsatisfying sleep of the ill. Gruber woke him, calling back from the lip of the cave. Ahmed! Ahmed! Syrie Johnson spoke on the comlink. She said, Dr. Gruber, Syrie Johnson here. And then stopped. She... A roar. Cataclysmic. Explosive. It was so loud that the plastic comlink jumped on the valley floor. Bazargan heard the sound echo in the cave behind him, and a moment later, echo again from the rock walls across the valley. Then silence.